What is up, everybody? Welcome to the DNVR Nuggets podcast, a quick weekend edition of it. We'll give you a quick recap ad-free to kind of just go over quickly so you get a little bit of analysis and, and takeaways from this. The Nuggets win, I guess, a squeaker? Would you call this a squeaker? Yeah, this was yeah. an ugly win. This was an ugly win. You know what's funny? Aside is, from the first half. So here's – I'm going to disagree with you and I guess everybody else on the earth because everybody else has called it, including the players in Malone. So I'm sure I'm wrong. But I thought this was a beautiful game for like 50% of it. And yeah. to me, the 50% that mattered most. Sure. Denver starters really beat them down in the first quarter, beat them down in the third quarter, and then closed out the game. And to me, that was the, like the, the real part. Am I way off base in that? I don't know. I felt like if they would have lost this game, we, we'd be looking at this as like this epic collapse. No, no doubt Without about it. Kemba? No and, da- and how the offense just stalled in that second half? You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Harrison here. I don't, it's not an isolated <laughs> incident, you know? The offense yeah. stalling out, and that's the thing for me. And, yeah. And, and, look, they won the game. It hasn't been a huge issue, but it's happened more than once. So, yeah, I would like – they just go – it looks like – their eyes go blank for like four to five minutes at a time and they but, just stop but moving. Here's, here's where I'm coming at from this take. And, Vic, I'm way off base. I'm the only person on earth that, <laughs> that thinks this right now. The starters dominated. And then they go out. And, of course, that second unit, which featured Michael Porter Jr., Wancho, sort of an experimental lineup, I would call it at this point, struggled. Then the second half comes around and the starters beat the crap out of them again. Then the second unit came back in. And I just think, to me, the second unit right now, tonight, was a control disaster. Sure. And, and the first unit, which is sort of, for lack of a better term, the real Nuggets, was very, very good tonight. I mean, they were as impressive as I thought we had seen them this year. In that case, it's been a microcosm of the season it a little is. bit. I, it is. The starters have dominated. The bench struggled. That's been the case all year. So, I mean, in that respect, it was. How do you guys make this technology work? I'm talking into Adam's phone over here. You guys have three phones out. What, what, is, what is going on right Isn't now? Isn't that wild? The power of technology? <laughs> you guys are amazing. You kids, man. A whole studio right here in, the, in, our, in your pocket. I agree with all your points. Great stuff, by the way. You guys do great work, and I steal all your stuff. So thank you, Vic. Altitude's Vic Lombardi, everybody. Uh, <laughs> what were we talking about? I think the Nuggets. Probably. <laughs> no, uh, See no, I don't know. I just it was a controlled fire that second unit. And yeah. look, there's there's far more to be encouraged about from yeah. this game. And, than there's, and there's no doubt about it. Yeah. But I don't think those stretches should be completely ignored because if you're talking sure. about the Malone said after the game, we're still kind of finding our way at eleven and three. And a lot of people asked him and the players subsequently, okay, well, what's the next step? I think part of it is eliminating those lapses. Uh, well, I love that you brought that quote up because to me it was a beautiful quote, Mike. What has Michael Malone been preaching all year and really for five years? defense yeah tonight was the first time and i think he mentioned like okay we held him under 100 like almost every game this is the first time he's like all right we got to work on our offense and right, i just liked right. it because it was almost like this is what it takes and i get it i respect it malone has preached this defense and i think he's finally at a point and they'll they can blow this in one or two games but i think he's finally at the point where he's like yeah these guys these guys get after it on defense outside of that stretch what did you think of the offense tonight Outside of outside of that fourth quarter stretch where oh, okay. you know everyone was kind of holding their breath, did you feel like the Dem- Denver played a good game offensively? I thought that first quarter was really good basketball. Yeah, I mean, really incredible basketball. So yes, um, I'll have to go. Ba- I always have to go back to watch the film to see just what was hitting shots or whatever. But I thought there was a lot of good rhythm offensively. And then, look, the story with this team to me is 
they swarmed them defensively swarmed. and created great. In that first quarter, it just felt like they were running. And they were a brick wall, get the rebound, and then just shove it down their throat. So That first quarter, they were – I know Boston was missing some makeable shots. and um, kind, You know what? I didn't feel that way. I, I, th- I thought that was the case very early on. But I felt like this Nuggets defense, particularly in that first half, was locked in at a level that they were – Against the Rockets a couple yeah, nights ago. absolutely. And, like, I said that Houston game, that was probably the best regular season defense I've ever seen the Nuggets play. And uh, I just think they're locked in at that level defensively right now. That f- it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. That first quarter might have even been better. Uh, and yeah. I think it's maybe not a coincidence, by the way. Nikola Jokic has been in a, a better mood. And you know what he got to do tonight? He got to grab the ball, turn around, and... Big outlet pass and transition. Everyone was running. Sometimes I think that's all he wants to do, man. Yeah. I really do. He wants to play a certain brand of basketball. Yeah. The Nuggets have gotten back to that. But let me ask you this. This is going to be the most annoying thing. People are going to hate my guts. How many games has he been playing with this kind of like a little bit more pep and joy, would you say? I'd say the last four or five, probably. How many yeah. games has Juan Chardon and Gomez been in the rotation? Oh, buddy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to say that's it. Like, look, I, I'm on record saying that there are five or six things. But I do think that's a piece of it. It's his buddy, mm-hmm. and I just think he likes the way he plays. And by the way, Wancher, I think, has helped establish a little bit more of that offensive rhythm that you 100%. want. Because you have to play with him. Definitely. When he's on the court, you have to play that way. You can't give him the ball in ISO. And he's, he's running, and he's cutting. Too. He's cutting that's the yeah. other thing, too. He's doing those things that the other guys want. He is like um, maybe a lubricant. For the lack of a better yeah, word, sure, yeah, yeah, to just the Nuggets. Watch is the lube. Well, the Nuggets ball <laughs> and, and player yeah. movement increasing. But no, Watch is a piece of it. And Sorry. yeah, on Jokic, we were just talking about this um, a second ago. But I mean, he, he seems happier right now. Yeah, I do. Post game in the locker room, he's in a better mood now than he was a couple weeks ago. It's definitely a confluence of factors. But yeah, I mean, we talked so much about the pace and finding opportunities when they can. Yeah to run and not have to play against a set D. As you pointed out, Harrison, they actually typically are a slow team in the Michael Maloney-Yoka era. But they've found opportunities, I think, in this last couple of weeks to get out and run when they've generated stops. And you can see, like, the cyclical energy, right, that comes from that on both ends of the court. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think of Michael Porter Jr. tonight? So I thought, first off, it was interesting that he was in the rotation. It was interesting. Because I definitely expected off of the game that Torrey Craig had against Houston that Malone would go with a similar rotation with the couple of like wings that Boston has that would potentially be you know guys that Denver would need to stop, and they go to Torrey Craig for that. Uh, but it was Porter, and um, you know some ups and some downs, but you can't get over the fact that Boston made an absolutely huge run you know, when he was on the floor. So. Yeah. Um, and that probably half, yeah. he was definitely a minus tonight for sure. Yeah, yeah in the yeah. second half when he stepped on the court, things kind of defensively things did slip almost right away. Right. Um, I, I am still. I don't know if this is like responsible or like the fan versus the media member in me. I can only think about that putback dunk. Man, yeah, he yeah, a couple yeah, very yeah. loud baskets. Look, the thing is, is he still shows the fly. He missed his jumpers tonight, but they. Yeah. I mean, this is so dumb. But they looked beautiful. He got them off quickly and in rhythm, and you just saw like. This 6'10", 6'11 guy out on the court just bends the defense. Ryan Russillo has this great take about star players across any sport that you can just kind of tell by the way they move. They just move differently, right? And MPJ just has that. You don't have to know a lot about him. If you just catch him for these small bursts on the court, you're like, that guy is different. The movement, yeah. What do you think Michael Malone thinks of MPJ's shot selection right now? Because even going back to that road game a couple days ago where Malone had that post-game quote saying, 
like a couple guys are playing for themselves instead of the team. I don't know what he was talking about there, but um, like MPJ tonight, you know, a couple contested jumpers, a couple early shot clock threes, or I think one. I'd be curious to know like what Malone thinks. Is he happy that you know he's getting up shots and you know he's willing to take those looks, or you know I don't I, think it's. I'd, I'd be curious to know. <laughs> I think he's probably more concerned with the other stuff for now. I agree. I, agree. I think you, with a guy like Michael Porter Jr., you just assume the offense will come. Offensively, though, what he might be more concerned, there was one possession where it was clear Michael Porter Jr. didn't know what the play or the plan was. Yeah, it, and was we, a la- it took like six seconds to get him out of the wrong spot, too. And yeah. I think that stuff grinds at Malone more than maybe the, the jump shot and, selection. And we've seen that a lot with Porter here. Yeah. yeah, he does certainly look like a guy that doesn't know where he's supposed to be on the court. And, and when you're saying, not, not as in like he's not reading the game, as in he didn't understand what play Literally was called was or like where he was supposed to be on this play. And, and look, for what it's worth, and I'm not slamming him here, but he's not a rookie, I literally. I mean, he, I know he is in, in, in terms of playing time, but he was with the Denver Nuggets last year. And yeah. at least offensively, yeah. he maybe should be a he little more He does have those it. moments, but he also has ha- had a couple moments and had some of these tonight where he's made a couple like beautiful off-ball cuts. I remember yep. that one. Yep. Where, Him and Wancho. Yeah, I think Jokic had it on like the right side of the floor. Wancho came down the lane for a cut. Porter followed him right after. Beautiful. So, I mean, in terms of like moving and, and off the ball. up a Jeremy Grant yes. three. Because yes. this yes. is yes. the thing about cutting is it's not always about a good cut gets you open. A good cut bends the defense. I think that's why Yoke loves playing with him too. 100%. And yeah. so here's the funny thing is I think they played four possessions tonight <laughs> with that lineup that I just love. Jeremy Grant, Jamal Murray, Jokic, and then Porter, I mean, Porter and, and Wancho who are like at the two and the three, those two guys. Um, and on one of them, they ran a pin down for Jokic. <laughs> I know this is like <laughs> little stuff that only like nerd me cares about, but I have that lineup I want to see, and they ran the weirdest play imaginable. Mm-hmm. I do think it's it's notable though though how you know MPJ he's moving well you know when the Nuggets aren't running a clear set yeah and when they're just going through their motion offense he, he seems like he's you know fitting in there his instincts his offense. instincts yeah. are great yeah. 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 yeah he doesn't have to learn that guys Jamal Murray tonight I mean this see I, we we talk a lot about Jamal Murray's flaws for whatever reason and it, probably a lot of this is on me but some of the his his positives are just so positive this year. The effort, the passing, although tonight a little sloppy with the ball. But down the stretch, man, Jamal Murray looked like he was having fun out there. And it was honestly reason number one where I thought Denver was going to win. Part of it is I think Denver's been in the spot a lot, and I just trust that starting unit. But part of it was Jamal Murray, I just thought he was going to shoot or score every shot he took. You know, it's almost like when you're 23 years old and you're the starting point guard in 14 playoff games <laughs> and two game sevens. I really do think like he learned a lot from that, and he and yeah. Jokic were so good in clutch time in the postseason. He is calm, cool, and collected. That is in his DNA. And to your earlier point, man, yeah, the floor is just clearly higher for him this season. Yeah, I mean, his his yeah, bad games point. are just not half as bad as they yeah. once were. That, that's something that Jamal's always had. Like ever since he was a rookie, he's just won the ball late in games. Yeah. I felt like that's been one of his just best qualities ever since he got to this team. But in, in these last few games, you know what else is we've seen is that kind of dynamic on the defensive end. He's made some really clutch and high-effort plays defensively where you see that kind of like gamer that I'm going to go win this game the same way you would on offense mm-hmm. from him. So that's a big, big step, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's been – well, last thing on Jamal for me, but I think it's been just one of the – just one of the steps in his game this year. We saw the leadership aspect. Yeah. I think now we're seeing how he's impacting the game when he hasn't been able to score. And he scored it well tonight, but you saw us against Houston. The defense, the rebounding, the playmaking. When his shot isn't falling, 
he's impacting the game in other ways, and I think it's just another kind of step in his game, in kind of his transformation. There was a point in Jamal's career, not that long ago, at times last season even, where if he had the ball in a really clutch moment, you weren't necessarily sure. It felt like he was going to lose. You know, like he, he was prone to turnovers. Um, if he was too hot, he was prone to taking really poor shots. That's like completely gone. At this point, I, I trust Jamal. He looks like he's in control and, and just poised at all times. Tonight, I had full confidence. It's yeah. like an enormous amount. Another guy had an enormous amount of confidence in Paul Millsap. Oh, man. Paul, Mil- pa- Paul Millsap from the corner with, a, with three points on the line in a close game. Mm-hmm. It's like a 90% success rate. The funny thing is, is that's one I still will never trust, but I don't know why. It's just dumb. Like, he is just so good defensively, so clutch, and just seems to... I, it it almost makes me mad when people talk about him being you know overrated or overpaid or something like. This team is Paul like Paul Millsap is so important to this team and it's so much of their identity stems back to what he provides them. I love that because this team has totally taken on like Paul Millsap's workman like gritty mentality. They're a defensive team. It's 20, incredible. They're a defensive team. 25th in defense, 30th in defense, 21st in defense in Paul Millsap's first season when he got hurt. The next yeah, year they he, were like great until he got hurt. The, and the next season he comes back fully healthy. They jump all the way up to 11. He comes back this year. They're up to seven. Now it's going to be higher now. Yeah. Does that happen if Paul Millsap's not no, on this team? No. Absolutely no way. not. I honestly don't even know how many players out there you could just swap him with. And I'm talking about like Jerk. Giannis you know, or whatever. Just strictly defensively. The impact he's had is unbelievable. And how about a guy who's perfectly fine with taking seven, eight shots a game, but also hitting the big one if yeah. need be? Or perfectly fine with taking seven or eight shots in a quarter if that's if what's that's needed. What, yep. I just he's so impressed with, he, with, with him right now. He's such a malleable player. That's the thing. He's capable of bending into whatever's needed yeah. from him night to night. Are you concerned that he hasn't had a day off yet? The minutes are low, though. Mm. Like, there are games yeah. in which he's just not necessarily playing in the fourth quarter. And, yeah. and he looks great, and he says he feels great. So, yeah. so no. It's funny how quickly things turn. What do we talk about all summer? How Jeremy Grant's probably the heir apparent at power forward, maybe after this season. I mean, it's becoming pretty clear that Paul Millsap has not really oh. fallen off at oh. all. His game is not falling off, and I think we should look at him as the starter, you know, going forward. Oh, in- well, obviously he's a free agent, so there's the big question here. But I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb because I feel pretty confident about this. He will be better than – unless there was an injury, a major injury, he will be a better player than Jeremy Grant next year. Just And I like Jeremy Grant. I don't think Jeremy Grant has gotten going yet. I don't, he hasn't. That second unit is so discombobulated. And it, I, I really do felt like it was a controlled disaster tonight because it was always one of those things where it's like, yeah, we're just trying something out tonight. Well, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that being said, Paul Millsap is such a talented defensive player and such a perfect fit that I just can't picture any almost any player being better than him Yeah, at this role. It's I, also funny what a rush we were all in to figure out what happens after Millsap when it's like, Millsap is, like you said, the perfect guy. How, could they be yeah. any better right now? Yeah, maybe he's got two, three more years. And I mean, yeah. his game, we all joked about his game aging gracefully. And look, his around-the-rim stuff, it really, that's real. Like he's, yep. It's declining there. And at some point, it'll decline beyond the threshold. But Denver has just found a way, I think, to it doesn't matter yeah. that, especially if he keeps shooting 50% or above 40%. I mean, he's a nice fourth or fifth option for that starting unit, yeah. you know? And that's what he's been this year. I, I do think, though, when we're talking about just like Millsap in the future, I my, my read is that he signed here in Denver with the thought of, yeah, I could retire here. Strong agree. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happens. Last thing, a lot of stuff. Oh, one more thing on Millsap, sorry. Here's a stat on Millsap. 
he's shooting 50% on catch and shoot threes. 50% from three because most of his threes are catch and shoot. Yeah, I was going to say, how many non catch yeah, and exactly. shoots? Exactly. 50% on threes, 50% on catch and shoot threes. It's like the same percentage as Devin Booker and Tyler Hero are shooting from yeah. three point land this season on catch and shoot shots. Probably a third of the attempts. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still, nonetheless, still man. A, a big amount of attempts. <laughs> You think ah, let's not jinx it. He's shooting the the leather off the ball right now, and maybe it is something that he really put the time. I just in a weird way, I some people put in a lot of work, and I'm like, I don't know how it impact. Millsap focused his energy because he knows what he needs to do. I kind of trust that he's a better shooter. Maybe not fifty percent, but I trust that he's a better shooter. Um, last one. It's my favorite thing. I absolutely hate that the city of Denver can't always pack their own arena, but most arenas can't, quite frankly. There's only a few like cities where it's consistently this. Tonight was one of those ones where it was a lot of Celtics. I think it was about 50-50, would you say? 60-40, probably Denver. but Yes, but loudness, 80-20 Boston. To the, to the point where you couldn't tell if it was let's go Nuggets or let's go Celtics chance. Yeah, yeah, so it was a really, really loud group. And there's just nothing better than watching them all file out, single file, <laughs> uh, after a big L was handed to them. Yeah, I just want to shoehorn another take in, but I don't know if you want to finish your point first. That was my only point, but I'm ready for the take. I just wanted to shout out what's been the third best defensive player on the Denver Nuggets, and who's that's Will Barton, the third. Mm. Great. Really glad you brought it up. He has looked like a man on an absolute mission this year. And on the wing, where he's much maligned and undersized, but also, like, what's more important than wing defense in the modern NBA? And, yeah, Tatum... Harden at times last night. There was a possession where he hedged to to prevent this pass to Hayden, and then he just face guarded him and dogged him. And he, and it was a Boston clearly wanted to get the ball to Tatum, and Barton just didn't let it happen. And I, I don't know, man. He's playing so hard on that end, and it's not a secret that he looks like he's having fun again. He's probably the best version of himself. Would you say? Yeah, I thought seventeen eighteen was going to be the best year. Yeah, of his career like we by, just get that by again. Far. Yeah, uh, I think he's been better. This the, the defense has been very notable. There was also an offense possession tonight where the bench like had three possessions, just passing the ball around it, getting nothing. And he like called for the ball, told everybody to clear out, and then drove and then had that nice dish to Plumlee. Yeah, yeah. He's in his bag right now, and it's so happy to see. There's still Barton haters out there, but you know that they're you know that they're at least on Zillow. You can either they're, be they're on, looking for some real estate. You can it's either pricey. be on the uh, right or wrong side of history. Yeah, it's, here. it's price. That real estate price has gone up, though. He's going to be a fan favorite again by the end of the year. A fan. <laughs> that was my bold take before such the a year. Good take. Yeah, you're right. At this pace. If it, like if we're all the way through and it's April, we're in the playoffs. And he's played like this. Like fans, he Buddy, will be the fan it's favorite. It's November. We're selling Barton shirts. Think about That's that. right. <laughs> Think about dope. that. Actually, it's a great plug. We have a very actually, it's one of my favorite designs we've ever had. Yep. The thrill, very very cool. Thanks so much, guys. A little quick hitter, commercial free for you because we didn't want to send you into the weekend. But we had a great slate of podcasts this week, including the live show. So if you missed that one, you're gonna want to check it out. It's an hour and a half. It's a weekend pod, I would say. It's a fun weekend one because it was uh, a lot of laughs. Uh, Everybody else, have a great weekend, and we'll be back again on Monday with all of our coverage.